0: hey hello how are you i'm doing good how are you i'm good yeah we am good. Good, good yeah just finished uh ugh. i just finished snacking mm. i had dinner yeah, but um, I have, like, crackers and cheese, and mm-hmm. oh, so good. I love snacking. <laughs> it's the best. It really is. Like, oh, if I could – like, I could snack all day and not have, like, meals, I'd be fine. Ooh.
1: No, see, I can't do that. Because
0: <laughs> I love I love snacks, but I
1: love to eat, like, a good meal. Yeah. But, like, snacks has been – we – I went to Five Below like, I don't know, like a week ago or something or at the end of last week. And I just was in such a snacking mood because I felt like we hadn't had snacks in the house for a Mm -hmm. while. Yeah. So we had like gotten so many snacks. I got, we got um, sunflower seeds, two big ass bags of sunflower seeds. I got Nutella. We got candy, like Sour Patch Kids and Nerds and gummy bears and we still have like tons of boxes of snacks in the room we have like famous Amos cookies and Ooh, I and everything those else. it's good and it's bad because you know being home all day what else is there to do so I see a snack and I just yeah I grab it because there's there's nothing else to do you know you like have to keep yourself busy while you're doing other things but
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's
1: a blessing and a curse yeah
0: <laughs> No, I, I feel you. Like, I feel like I go through, like, faces. Like, sometimes, like, I never want a snack. Like, never, ever. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, like, it's all that I want. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so weird. But lately, I just, I love it. And I never buy snacks because, like, you know, I'm on this whole, like, fitness, healthy right. thing. But lately, like, I bought, like, Doritos and Pop-Tarts and ice cream. And oh, it's so good.
1: It's healthy sometimes. It's just like a nice,
0: way yeah, to but there's indulge. like, there's certain things that I can't buy because I would, I will literally eat it in one sitting. Like, my thing is cereal. Like, I can eat a box of cereal. Oh, in wow, one day. really? Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but I just, I love it. It's so good. Like, the fruity ones. Yeah, um, that, that, those are the ones that I, I usually go for the fruity ones like Fruity Pebbles or uh, mm-hmm. Fruity Loops or Fruit Loops, whatever. Uh, Captain Crunch, the berries one, I think that has to be my favorite one. And I would literally eat it like in a day.
1: Now, Manny eats um, a bowl of cereal every night before bed. Oh really? <laughs> Every night, like we will, we wa- we we'll, we'll be watching a movie, and then it'll be like eleven o'clock, and he'll get up to get his bowl of cereal. I have oh, to be in the mood for cereal. I like cereal, but I definitely have to be in the mood for that. Yeah. But like when it comes to no self control, like I said, I bought Nutella. Like I almost didn't buy it because mm-hmm. I sit there and eat Nutella with a spoon. Okay, judge uh, me if you want to, but no judgment. <laughs> but um, so I stopped buying it for myself at one point because it's just like I don't have any self-control when it comes to that. Yeah. So I was like, Nutella, I got really excited and I was like, oh, I'm not gonna buy it. But then Manny um <laughs> was like, babe, just buy it, it's fine. And I then when I ate it in two days, he was like, Damn, you really ate that whole thing. I'm like, I told you. <laughs> I have no self-control. That's so funny. But snacking, yes. That and and sunflower seeds has been, like, our quarantine snack for sure. That's cool. Because it's just so much fun.
0: You know, I'm not a big fan of sunflower seeds. I had them the other day, and I just – not for me. I don't know. I love them. Not my jam. I'll get so fucking dehydrated.
1: While I'm eating them, <laughs> and I will still continue eating them. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Do I'm you like, like the flavored ones Um, we've been getting like the spice, like the spicy flavored ones. Mm-hmm. I usually like is it ranch? Yeah, I think it's the ranch <laughs> that I normally buy. This specific brand that I used to always find in like the gas stations in Florida, but I don't. I don't see that brand in New York very much. So whenever we've taken like road trips to Florida and stuff, like down south, I always get it. But um yeah, from Five Below, they have like the big, like spicy, like whatever sunflower seeds. So that's been what we that's what we've yeah. been eating. But yeah. Sure. Snacks are good. Well, this is another episode of Short Walks Deep Thoughts. My name is Jasmine. And I'm Janice. And today I did tell you that I wanted to revisit the questions. The questions that, well, not the same questions, but yes, from that Mm -hmm. same article that you had mentioned a few episodes ago. Mm -hmm. Um, But first of all, how's your Monday been? Has it been like a really Monday Monday, or has it been like a good Monday?
0: It's been a great Monday. Um, Mm -hmm. I went to, I had an appointment with my dermatologist. Mm -hmm. I got two moles removed. Oh, wow. And like it doesn't hurt, you know, at first because like they numb it, but then after it's like you feel it. And mm-hmm. I kind of like don't want to take a shower because I'm such a baby that I know it's gonna stay. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, because it, it's on my back. It's one is on my butt, on my butt cheek, and the other one's on yeah. like my shoulder. Uh-huh. And oh, sorry, it was three. My bad. Two were removed, and then one she tested. So like oh, okay. one is on my butt cheek, one is on my back, like the shoulder, and then one is on my foot.
1: That's um, the one that I tested,
0: the one on your foot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, I'm such a baby. I don't like pain. I know it's gonna sting, you know, with like the hot water. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did that, and then I had a really good lunch. I don't know if you ever had uh, Venezuelan empanadas, but they're mm-hmm. literally. So- the best, like, the, the dough is, like, sweet,
1: like, mm-hmm. the masa
0: is, like, it's sweetened, and, like, the filling is just uh, super. But then the filling is,
1: is carne, right? Just yeah, like it's like, it's the like empanada.
0: Um, yeah, so there's this one that they, it's called pabellón, and it's carne mechada, right, like, shredded beef, right? beans, black beans, plantains, and, like, queso fresco. Oh, wow. Yo that oh mm, so good. <laughs> do you make them? Um I've never made them. I Oh okay. I could but the thing is that it's fried and I don't like to fry things in my house because then like the whole house smells like no, oil. Like, yeah. So I'm not a big fan of that but I do want to buy like a like a deep fryer and maybe put it outside. Oh okay. Um but yeah no like it's so good like that is oh my god top tier food Mm. i'll have to try it whenever i yes when you you come when you come down yeah when you come down well i'll take you there it's so good Mm -hmm. um and then it was just a pretty chill day like at work Mm -hmm. uh it was pretty good so i had a good monday what about you
1: I felt like I started my Monday off right because I actually got out of bed before 8 a.m. Today, I brushed my teeth and like got ready, like got a little bit ready. So brushing my teeth is all I have to do because I work from home. So that for me is getting ready for my work day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So as long as I'm up at like 745, then I'm ready to work before 8 o'clock, which is good because I don't like waking up like... Right at eight, and then feeling like I just didn't feel yeah. right. So, yeah, it was um, oh yeah, I had a good training day with Scooby because I'm trying really hard to train him, like not to pull on the leash when we're walking him. Oh yeah, and my patience is very thin, but I have to get better at it. So I took treats with us on our walk this oh. morning. And trying to teach him not to be a freaking salvaje and just to, like, walk <laughs> like a normal dog. Yeah. Um, so that was good. And then work was pretty productive. I was reading my book throughout the workday. day. My new book is called When No One Is Watching by Alyssa Cole. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, a, a pretty good day. I did some homework today. My spring break is over, which is also why... Mm-hmm. He took a little break last week because yeah. we both needed a break. You needed a break emotionally. I needed, like, yeah. just a break because I was on spring break from school, and I just wanted to have that time for myself. Um, so, yeah, it's been a good, it's been a pretty productive Monday. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so the question, there was two, but I don't know if we're going to get to all of them, but... Mm-hmm the question that I thought was interesting is, is falling in love worth it without the happily ever after? I saw that. And Mm -hmm.
0: I thought about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna go with yes. I think. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I think to experience love is like, you have to, regardless of the outcome. And like, I don't know, like going into it, you shouldn't have an expectation of an outcome, you should just be in it to experience it at that present moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I definitely agree that it's worth it.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you know, I'm in love right now. And if it was to end tomorrow, I, I mean, obviously it'd be sad. But in the long run, I don't think that I would regret it because a lot of beautiful moments came from you know being in love Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I think it's kind of interesting though how both of us automatically took this to like a romantic like took a romantic view on it
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because like the the question doesn't say that right so there's a lot of different ways that you could interpret yeah because falling in love doesn't have to be with another person right you You, I could even take this and like you know apply it to a pet or a hobby or a business. Like if you fall in love with a business that you have and then, you know, the business comes to an end, that's a loss as well. And Mm -hmm. it's it's obviously not a happily ever after, but then I think it also kind of makes you have to define what happily ever after even means because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, we have to lose everything eventually because we die. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but I think in a romantic sense, it's definitely worth it. I think that I'm an, I'm a big believer that there are very many different types of love. Yeah. And like the love that you have for the people in your life are all going to look different. Even between like friends, like the love you have for one friend might be different from the love you have for another friend yeah um so
0: yeah I think it's definitely worth it I agree I think and like you said I think love has many layers of like the person you know like Mm -hmm. it could be a thing it could be a job it could be a friend Mm -hmm. it could be a boyfriend you know husband wife whatever partner right um but yeah the experience in itself is always worth it right but then also like you know
1: happily ever after like is it considered a happily ever after if like you and your maybe you know in a romantic sense you and your partner stay together forever and die together like is that considered a happily ever after like you still have to
0: end up dying one day um I mean, so it's kind of it could be I think it just depends on the person and what their definition is of the happily ever after. I mean, right. That's for some, yeah. Some people it's like, yeah, my happily ever after is that we died together at the same time and like all this stuff. But oh so for God. some people, I don't know, like, I don't know. Everybody has like their own thing, but for some people, maybe it's just, you know, just creating something together and like eventually, you know, they know that it might part, but, for right mm-hmm. now like they're in it because I, yeah. I think there's some people that go into into relationships knowing that you know it might not be forever but they're willing to put all the effort into it like right now like I think there's a lot of people like that I personally
1: I don't know how to say this but like
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, a long term relationship like a long-term partnership I think is a waste if it if the dynamic is always the same and the dynamic never changes yeah and you guys never like explore different parts of your relationship like for example um a couple who have been together for 15 years They have kids and they've always been like, I don't know how to explain it very well, but like, okay, let's say for example, you're in a committed relationship in the very traditional sense for Mm 10 years with someone, right? And you Mm -hmm. guys have been committed and uh, in a very healthy relationship. And then one day you guys decide like, why don't we try maybe being a little bit more independent i'm not talking about an open relationship or anything like that i'm not talking about anything sexual i'm just saying like maybe one day they go hey we've never like taken vacations by ourselves let's do that Mm -hmm. and like kind of see how that expands our relationship how it affects it and how it helps us grow as individuals as well as together so i feel like that is really important like yeah, or for pushing sure. Pushing the boundaries of a yeah. relationship and the dynamic of a relationship, I agree. I feel like I don't want to, I don't it, want I, to do everything with Manny all the time for the rest of my life, right? Yeah. Like this is just a very specific example, but like, I want to be able to see like what kind of person he becomes, doing his individual passions and interests. And yeah. then me doing mine and then us coming together as a couple still. Of course. Yeah, because you're both like, individual people. Right. So I just feel like that's important in a relationship. Like,
0: But I, I, I feel, feel like sometimes mm-hmm. people don't know how to communicate that because I feel like there's always one person in the relationship that wants to explore and then the other one doesn't. But the one that wants to explore doesn't know how to explain it to the other person. Or maybe they try and then they get defensive and they're like, oh, you don't, like, love me. And, like, you know, they fight Mm -hmm. and they argue. So I think there's always one person that feels like that. But it's either they don't know how to, like, communicate or they've just been so long with that person that they rather, like, you know, like, just keep the peace. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's always there. I feel like sometimes a couple has just been morphed to one. (laughs) together for so
1: long that they don't even imagine. Yeah, that too. They get used to Switching it. things up. And mm-hmm. I just pray that I never get there.
0: I don't think you But will. I
1: think uh, I have a couple to me that I'm thinking of specifically. Um, I have a couple that I know. And to me, it's like for me, I see their relationship as very like stagnant in the fact that they've been together since they were very young. And Mm -hmm. they never really explored themselves outside of their marriage. And again, I'm not saying anything sexual. I mean, literally, like, as an individual, what am I want? Like, what do I want out of life? Um, So I guess I'm very mindful of that because I see see that couple and I'm like, okay, I don't want
0: to do that. I think because you are mindful of it, you probably won't be. But I feel like also sometimes there's some couples that are probably okay with that. Like, yeah. You know, like, you hear things like
1: a married couple lives in different houses. And I love hearing stuff like that because go right away to like, oh, they're like fucking other people or whatever, like, whatever it may be. But I don't see it that way. I see it as like they're doing something untraditional to try and find out more about themselves and about their relationship Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. So I love all those unorthodoxy type of situations because it kind of forces you to expand your mind like, okay, why can't we be married and also live in separate houses like where yeah. in the rule book doesn't say that we can't do
0: that um i mean so i guess you're right mm-hmm. and that to me sounds weird- mm-hmm. like, it, I, don't, it, I mean yeah it's gonna you sound know like weird mm-hmm. i just i to me i don't know it just seems like so much work <laughs> to be married <laughs> I mean, and then have two different houses and yeah like, i don't know i mean i get it i totally get it And if that works for them great but I just I don't know. I feel like there's steps that you can take before you get there. But the thing but is like th- then I don't know. It just I guess it depends.
1: I mean, I, it sounds weird, right?
0: Because when we think of marriage, we think
1: of like one household and one like mm-hmm. one household coming together and everything like that. And I personally would never wanna live like if I'm married. First of mm-hmm. all, we're splitting the bills. I'm not trying to take care of my bills by myself before marriage. Like, <laughs> if you have two houses, then you basically have to take care yeah, of your Yeah, that's what I bill. mean.
0: That's so much work. Like, I mean, why would you do that? But I wouldn't I mean, want
1: that. No, hell no. And he just said something really hilarious to me while we were trying to reconnect here. He uh-huh. was like, I was just about to interject and say, what? And he's like, <laughs> no, one house. We are, what'd you say, babe? We are a partnership. And he's like, if you want to his or her sink, be my guest. But we're <laughs> living in the same house. <laughs> I love that. For real. I agree with you. I agree. Because Janice agrees with you. I mean, I agree with that. Like I said, I would never want to, like, have my own house while I'm married and have to take care of all my bills by myself. But it's interesting to think about,
0: like, I don't know. It is interesting because to think that that works for some people, I don't know. Because here's the thing. Here's a situation where that might
1: work. Like, let's say there's a couple that didn't get together until later in life. Let's say they're like in their 50s or 60s, right? Mm -hmm. What if they have already, they already have kids. Of you know, independently of the relationship, and their kids are grown, right? Mm -hmm. If they're in their 50s or 60s, they maybe have two or three grown kids Mm -hmm. and they have houses already that they paid for, and they have you know what I'm saying, like Uh they have things that they built for themselves, yeah. And maybe you know, they are each like, I bought these home, I bought this home for my kids to own one day, and they don't want to let go of their homes, and maybe they they don't. They don't you sell it and you go on vacation. No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is they they want to leave the home to their kids mm-hmm. because if you're 56 years old, like this is the plan for me. I want to buy a house one day because I want to be able to pass that house on to my children.
0: Mm-hmm. Right,
1: that's the goal for me in life. So if I'm if I'm like a divorce or whatever, and I'm 55 years old and I meet and I um marry my my soulmate at 55, we, we each have our homes, our kids like to visit or our grandkids. And you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole history of life Mm
0: -hmm. before
1: that person came into your, came into your life and became into your situation. So maybe, you know, at that age, they're like, I love you. I wanna be married to you. I'm committed to you, but I'm also committed to like this home because maybe this home is the meeting point for my from all my family, my kids and my grandkids. I think yeah, that's super but, valid.
0: I mean, yeah, but I it doesn't mean you have to live there. Like have your kids move in or you know, like I, I but just don't they're grown. I don't know like then you leave it vacant or you you know because like to me like if you really are going to marry your soulmate you're not gonna let this house stop you from living with that person like you know what I mean like maybe
1: living with them isn't as much of a priority because they were married prior and they had that experience right so Maybe, you know, they let's say they live like 40 minutes away from each other or something to that nature, right? And they like being near their kids and their grandkids, right? But they love each other and they want to be in a relationship, but they've both experienced that married life. They've experienced living with a partner. They've experienced raising kids in the same home with their partner. And maybe this is a situation that better suits them. They love each other. They're together. But they also have to recognize that they have history outside of each other. So I think that that is a situation that would be really interesting. And I think valid because if I remarry at 55 and I have a home where my kids and my grandkids are used to coming to visit or I, you know, babysit my grandkids on a regular basis and I don't want to leave that home, I think that would be totally fine because we have to recognize the fact that like I have a life, a whole life before you, like I'm 55 years old, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I get it. I really do. I just think that's very rare. Um, Because I personally know people that are older, mm-hmm. you know, and they have kids already from previous marriages and like, you know, and they were living separately, obviously when they, you know, were just dating, but once they married, they lived together and then, um, you know, those houses where you know her kids grew up, she sold it, you mm-hmm. know, and she moved in with him. So I don't know it's I think from my experience, I don't think that sounds reasonable, but then again, it's I, I just feel like it would be a very rare situation that that happens, but i I do see your point and i and I do think it's valid, like, you know, for someone to have a house and it has all this meaning to them and they can't leave it to their kids or whatever it may be. Like, I get that. I just think it's very, very rare.
1: I think it's rare probably because people don't think it's an option because I think people feel like they have to conform to these social norms. Like if you're married, you have to live together and you you know, all this stuff, but we have to consider the history of marriage, right? Marriage was a necessity for women because at one point in time they couldn't provide for themselves. They needed to marry for security. They needed, they lived with their husbands because it's not like they had a house of their own or property of their own, you know? So I think taking all of that into consideration, you know, sometimes we have to just fight back at those societal norms. Because personally, if I have a home established in a town where my my kids and my grandkids are and my grandkids and children visit me on a regular basis. But then at 65, I meet this guy who lives like an hour away and I fall in love with him. The, like, I'm not going to compromise like all probably of what move I with you. have. Right. But what if he doesn't want to, then what is it? A deal breaker? You know, maybe Maybe. his situation is the same, but I'm trying to say that it doesn't always have to be, because I think that people don't, sometimes Mm -hmm. people don't think outside of the box. Like, I don't know. I just find, I just think that maybe relationships and marriages in general might last and my, and the divorce rate wouldn't be 50% if people would think outside the box and say okay what's really important to us not what's important to not what society tells us is important but what's important to you and me as a couple do we have to see each other every day are we more independent people where we don't have to see each other every day or you know do we want to have um, homes and businesses in our own names and maybe not necessarily share everything with our partner you know what i'm saying like yeah i think it's okay yeah. for us to start thinking that way because for so many years women didn't have access to own own their own homes or get a freaking mortgage like it's not until like i don't quote me, but I believe I heard that it wasn't until like the 70s that it was even legal for a woman to get a mortgage on a home without her yeah. husband's signature. I think so. So, what we need to do is move forward in our
0: thinking <laughs> in
1: other ways, too, right? Yeah, because the 70s no, you're right, was only like 40, 50 years ago, wasn't that long ago, yeah. <laughs> so, um you know, we have these beliefs that are rooted in tradition, which is beautiful. But we also have to question tradition every now and then and say, you know, things are different now. Circumstances are different. I'm a woman who, own, you know, if I'm a woman who owns my own business and my own house, then I don't have to join everything with my husband just because he's my husband.
0: Yeah. And to be honest, I 100% agree to prenups. I think every, everybody <laughs> yes. should have one. Like... <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not willing to share everything that I have with my partner but Mm -hmm. I feel like prenups are really important because even though it might seem like I don't want you to have anything Mm
1: -hmm. I honestly
0: I'm probably saving that person from falling like with my dad and all this stuff like
1: Mm, that's true too that's that's another side of it I never thought yeah
0: Yeah, there's I think people don't see it like that. Um, People just see it like, oh, a prenup. It's because you don't want me to have, you know, your house or whatever. And it's like, no, it's like, there's another side to it that really, Mm -hmm. it helps your partner, like in the case that something happens you know, it helps my partner not have my debt, like, what if I leave you my business, and, wow, that's so true, I never thought about that, yeah, and, like, you know, people don't, don't look at it like that, because it's, I think people are just so stuck, not, not not stuck up, but, yeah, they're they're ego, you know, like, right, right, I thought you loved me, you don't want to leave me your car, like, no bitch I'm trying to save you you don't want my dad like you know like that
1: goes the other way too maybe you know maybe I'll start a business on my own before I get married and I get married and I'm like hell no you ain't taking half of my business if we get divorced (laughs) I built this business on my own like you may have shit to do with this business so I totally get that actually they were talking about that on another podcast that I listened to where it was like yeah it The girl on the podcast said that her lawyer, I think, told her that if you go into a marriage with owning anything of value upward of like $10,000, you should get a prenup. Yep. You know, so I think that, but it's true about the debt thing. I never thought about that part of it,
0: though. Yeah.
1: But that's really interesting. Wow. I like that because, yeah, no, I like that. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, I know for sure I'm getting a prenup. Okay, for sure. good for you. <laughs> and I, 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 <laughs> I didn't, I never, because I was one of those people that thought that prenup was something bad. Like, oh, it just means that you don't want, you know, that person right. to have. It something it's really just to protect yourself. Yeah, and I was reading a book that my brother recommend. Not reading, it was uh audio book. Uh, yeah, an audio book, and it was um, something about like I can make you rich or something. I don't know. Um, Or like 10 steps to make you richer, something like that. And he was saying how, you know, when you're in a marriage, finances are so important. Or, you know, before you even get married, having Mm -hmm. your finances in order is important. And he said part of having things in order is having a prenup. And he explained how like, you know, how a prenup might sound to the other person But you got to explain to them, you know, like, what if I do have a business and I leave it to you and something happens and then you have to owe all this money back? That's not fair to that person, you know, like, and he was just explaining that. I'm like, wow, that makes so much sense. Like, you know, like you can make a will. I honestly never
1: knew that cleanups applied to debt because I've heard people say that, like, I don't want to get married because, like, my partner has debt. And da which is totally valid, but I didn't realize that you know the prenup well, would protect against yeah, that I as think, well. Yeah, I think I
0: think I think it's more like assets, though. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like a business is an asset, so right. You know, like if you leave your business to to Manny, right, and like let's say you're making like a million, I don't know, yeah. whatever. But then mm-hmm. something happens to that business, and then you know maybe he has like a lawsuit, you know, because of a product mm. or something he's going to be out of that business. And like, that could have been prevented, you know, if you wouldn't have left right, it to him or maybe, yeah. or maybe you would have just left him like a share or I don't know, whatever it may be. Like, I think it, it goes towards assets like that, like into debt and like liability um, mm. and like, and your home too. Like, you know, let's say you have three homes and two cars, you know, if you get a divorce, Maybe your husband or your partner was a sweetheart, but the moment that you guys get divorced, he's a complete asshole, and then wants to take. Well, yeah, yeah, You That's know like
1: I'm more familiar with because,
0: yeah,
1: obviously, yes, it's to protect yourself in the mm-hmm. event of a divorce. Yeah,
0: so but I, I don't
1: it's, know it's if both. it, if it, like, if Manny and I have a prenup, right? And I mm-hmm. had a business before we got married, and then I pass away. I mean, does he, like, that's a good question because if I don't leave the business to him or if I have a prenup that says the, the, we're not divorced at that point. So it's
0: different. Yeah.
1: He would still kind of inherit that business because when I died, we were still legally married. So I don't know how that works. So that's interesting. Um,
0: Yeah. I think for a business, I think it might be a little bit differently. I think it depends who like, you know, like your president and CEO is. Mm -hmm. Um, because if I, I want to say if Manny's not included in anything, he probably wouldn't. It would just go to like the but I next guess person good in down charge. For a will having a will? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, if you have a will, yeah. that's different because that's like your last request of like right whatever you left. want. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that took um, a lot of <laughs> unexpected turns. I, I really enjoyed that <laughs> conversation, though. Okay, I had a question of my own. Yes. Um, just something I was thinking about today, Janet, and it's like, how do you measure productivity in your life? Like, what do you do every day that at the end of the day, makes you feel like you did something? How do you measure it?
0: Mm, I think definitely just getting up and going to the gym. I think that's the most productive that I feel. Okay. But, I, but I feel like, I don't know, it's so hard because you know, there's some days that you just don't want to do anything. Like, just the fact that you got up, like, is enough mm, sometimes. Say that, and, You know, and that's, like, productive yeah. enough for that day. But I think on, like, a regular, normal basis, I think as long as I get up, I go to the gym, and I eat healthy, and I work, like, that is sufficient for me. Okay,
1: so that's, like, an ideal situation right yeah so like you said on the days that you get up and you are not feeling it how do you then measure productivity
0: Mm, I think as minimal as possible but what what how does that what do you mean by that like on the days that like I don't want to do anything like how do I measure it yeah right like Uh, nothing productive about your day at that point that you don't find any productivity in that day at all? Well, I I, um, I think, like, minimal stuff, like, you know, getting up, right? I think that's very minimal that is sh- is showing productivity. Um, I think just doing basic stuff, like maybe washing a couple dishes or returning, you know, replying to an email or returning a call. Like, I think it's, like, the bare minimum, I think – so, do you I, not consider rest to be productive? Well, again, I mean, yeah, it is productive. So, I guess it. I don't know. It just depends. But I guess you're right. I never see to me if I'm resting, it means I can I can be doing something else. But even oh, on but days that's, it, that's. But it's like if it, remember how we spoke about honoring yeah. how you feel. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like I, on the days where I. Like, so for example, let's say I do schoolwork Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday straight. Four days, I do schoolwork. I'm very productive those four days. I feel like I did what I had to do. And I'm saying this scenario because this is what happens. And Friday, I have the intention to do schoolwork, right? Yeah. I have the intention maybe to finish the assignment that I started yesterday or whatever. But if instead of, but if instead I feel like I need rest, Mm -hmm. I try very hard to say, okay, you know what? I did Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I did it well. You know, I felt productive all all four of those days. Then I will feel productive resting because I'll know that like, I don't want to say it's earned, but I want to say like, in a way it's earned, but it's also like, I'm honoring how I feel because I Mm -hmm. did put in the work for four days. Did, and yeah. I was consistent for four days. It's productive of me to rest because my body needs rest. My mind needs rest, my soul, whatever it may be. Yeah. So um, I think it can go back to like measuring productivity is basically giving your body, mind, and spirit what it needs for that day. And if mm-hmm. that day it needs rest, you are being productive by yeah. giving it rest.
0: I mean, you're absolutely right. And, you know, like, I just, I have to remind myself of that. Like, this this past weekend, I was like, so on Saturdays, I'll either do CrossFit or yoga. And this past Saturday, I decided to do yoga. Mm-hmm. And then I, I tried to make, I was like, okay, well, yoga is at, at 8. If I finish by 9, I can do CrossFit at 10. And I'm like, I'm like, well, hold on. Let me calm down. Like, I don't yeah. have to do everything yeah I don't have to do everything I don't have to put my body through all this Mm -hmm. like activity just for me to feel like I'm doing something um so it's it I mean you're absolutely right but it's just sometimes it's hard because I I think I just I like being you know I like I like doing stuff I like moving I like being active and I forget that sometimes like doing nothing is is you know still productive because your body does need rest I mean I put this body through so much mm-hmm. during the week that yeah. when the weekend comes, I still want to put it through so much. And I'm like, yo, I need to calm down.
1: And I think I it goes down. back to like, well, first I feel like, yeah, we have to rewire the way that we think about certain things because mm-hmm. for example, me going out and hanging out with my friends, is productive because
0: mm-hmm.
1: I need time with my friends for my own self care and my own sanity especially yeah. since I'm home doing work and schoolwork and this podcast for the most part, Monday through Friday, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've found that I recently have been able to find a little bit more balance where like the past two Sundays, I made plans with friends, mm-hmm. but, those Sundays I also had, like, assignments due at the end of that day, so I was able to find balance in that I would, got up early on those Sundays, made sure I completed my assignments, submitted them, and then took the care to, like, get them done, and then be able to hang out with my friends, or do whatever I had planned for that day, but, both are productive, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but in very different ways. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um. So, yeah, I think productivity is just like, just doing what makes you feel good for that day. But it's also about yeah. balance because, you know, obviously you go to the gym almost every day now and that is yeah. your productivity for whatever, we'll say five out of seven of the days of the week. But mm-hmm. then productivity for the other two days looks like, you know, snacking and yeah. watching Netflix and
0: like it's it's <laughs> so beautiful. Brutal. It's a
1: great thing. We have to yeah. have balance in our life because yeah, I feel I like that's that. how we that's how we hold passion for the things that we have. Yeah. Like if I am even even though I do enjoy school and I love learning, like obviously I get tired of it because it's like I don't want to have to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, if I manage it correctly, then I have days of rest yeah, and I have days of like productivity in that specific area. And it's very necessary to have both.
0: Yeah. I think, I think lately I've been, I've been having to say no to hanging out with oh. people so mm-hmm. I can like be productive in like what i need to be doing right you know like um and like sometimes and like i think what you said like you know sometimes doing nothing is productivity because i i think that's what i i did like i i just i felt like i needed to reserve my like energy and not be around like other Mm -hmm. people Right. You know, unless they were like, you know, like family, because um, that's I literally hung out with my family this whole weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and that felt good to you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I feel like, you know, because I feel like my priorities are all over the place because I have so much going on and like so many things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. But it's like sometimes I, I have to say no and just like and just refocus like my priorities, like what's important to me right now. And that's been a process too, because I I think I've always been like a people pleaser, you know, like, yeah, everybody wants to hang out. I'm like, oh yeah, let's do it. But I think now I'm starting to like, and I mean, and by now, I mean, you know, the last like six months or more, like I Mm -hmm. just been refocusing, like just my priorities. And like, I really, I, I, I really think intentionally, like what I want to do with my time and like with other people, um, Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. Like I have to. I want to get my priority. My my. my, I can't talk. My priorities straight, and sometimes I just have to say no. Yeah, it's true to other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I've been
1: trying to do is um, finding entertainment that is how do I say it like positive. Mm-hmm. I get sucked into Teen Mom a lot. I love Teen Mom. Ugh, it's my jam, but it, it also can be kind of a negative show because it's a reality TV show, so there's a lot of drama and conflict. Yeah. And even though, you know, obviously it's not my drama and my conflict, but I truly believe that whatever we watch and whatever we, um, you know, put into Your our surveys, brain, it, it, yeah, it affects us mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day. So, I know a difference in how I feel when I'm, like, watching Teen Mom all day versus when I'm, like, I started listening to this Harry Potter podcast, and it just makes me so damn happy, like, so (laughs) fucking happy, and it's such a nerd podcast, it's, like, it's a complete English major podcast where they dissect the books and dissect all the characters, and it's beautiful, I love it, it's my jam, and it's, like, such a big difference, the energy that I get from Teen Mom versus the energy I get from listening to the Harry Potter podcast that's like speaks to my soul and speaks to my passions. Yeah. And I think that even when we're resting, we have to be conscious about how we're resting, right? Because yeah. that Netflix show might be entertaining, but maybe you like feel yucky after you watch it because it's like bad vibes and shit like that and it's about Mm -hmm. negative topics or whatever the case may be so that's also another thing that I've been working on because I I don't want to watch something just because it's entertaining I want it to align with my values I want it to Mm -hmm. inspire me um so I've been watching less keeping up with the Kardashians Mm -hmm. and listening (laughs) to more podcasts. I listen to a lot. I feel like I listen to podcasts more than I watch shows and movies now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think because while I'm working, it's easy to like listen to a podcast and not have to like pay attention to the screen or anything. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I I have found that I've been very aware of the things that I'm listening and watching. Yeah, that's
0: good. That's always mm-hmm. good. I actually, uh, I deleted my uh, Facebook, like not my account, but the yeah. app. Yeah. Yeah. So that way, like, I don't open it all the time. Mm-hmm. So like, it works, only... doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, I'm and like, at work, like, I'll log in on like the desktop and like yeah. it's fine. Like, I'll scroll and then. Sometimes, like, I'll, I'll put it, like, on my phone. Like, I'll actually, like, search, like, in the browser. Right. But it has helped a lot. Like, me not constantly, like, just scrolling. Yeah. And now, like, I just have to work on Instagram next. Because what I've realized, too, is that. Um, You've realized that Instagram is the devil. And you agree with me now. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> yes and no. But what I realized is that you know, like, whenever you share something on Instagram or social media, essentially, you're giving access to other people, like, access of your energy to other people, and, like, you never know who's looking at that, you never know who's, like, gonna drain you of that, and, like, Mm. you know, and I love sharing, like, I love, you know, selfies, and I love, like, boomerangs, and I love all that stuff, but it's, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm, like, I'm, I'm getting to a point where like I understand how like I give so much access of myself Mm -hmm. to people you know maybe they're my friends maybe they're not because my account is public I'm not you know like I don't it's not private or anything and like you know I'm realizing like I really am giving so much of myself to these people that I don't even know and that you know and, and I think sometimes that can be draining and like I just need to like learn how to like scale back and um you know what I mean? Because I, I don't I I guess I just I don't want to give somebody so much access that they kinda steal my energy or my power because sometimes like sometimes you don't know who it is, but you just know that something is draining.
1: Yeah, I know? I think I completely agree with you and I think that is One of the biggest reasons that I pretty much, I got off of all social media except for Twitter. And I always say this, and it's just because, like, literally, I don't have nobody on Twitter. Like, the people who actually pay attention to my tweets are people that I speak to on a regular basis. Mm
0: -hmm. So it's
1: very similar to me to, like, you know how you said, like, you have people who you don't know on your social medias. Mm Mm-hmm. My uh, Twitter is um open, but the people who are following me and the people who consistently react to my posts and stuff are my real-life friends and my real-life family and, like, people who know my business anyway type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't feel as bad about it. Um, But, yeah, when I used to have Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook and everything like that, and you share... <laughs> but um sorry um okay. and you share your energy okay we're just gonna let this pass <laughs> is he fighting no it's like whenever they hear something at the door they bark because oh. they're like guard dogs I see okay
0: you good Scooby alright protecting you um
1: he is protecting me and the whole house <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, and it, it kind of can, can affect the way that you see your own self and your life too, right? Because it's like, if you put something out on the on social media and maybe you don't get as much reaction from it as you were probably expecting or something mm-hmm. like that, then it makes you feel like, damn, maybe this isn't as, like, maybe I shouldn't be celebrating this as much as I... Yeah. as much as I think or you know comparing yourself to other people and whatever and I just feel like yeah it's energy and we have to definitely be aware of the energy that we're receiving and putting out there mm-hmm.
0: yep. yep Yep. yeah I try not to be too personal
1: I mean, yeah I, personal. I, I definitely I, I used to use Twitter like freaking diary like for <laughs> on some real shit but over the years i've definitely worked on that i don't put too much personal stuff out there anymore yeah um but yeah like i said it's the reason that i don't i don't have any other social media and i, I also did the same thing that you did with facebook i did with instagram because seeing instagram there like on my home screen like I'd be bored and just go in and, like, look at stuff. But I don't want to do that because, like I said, I don't like Instagram. Instagram's the devil. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, let me stop. But, yes, yeah, so I take it off of my home screen. And I, I have it on my phone. But it's because you know how now you can just put it in your library on the iPhone. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be on any of your home screens. So that's yeah. what I did with Instagram now. And I just
0: yeah, I pop in every
1: it's, now and then.
0: It's not on my home screen.
1: Right. I have to like
0: go through a folder and like scroll through it but I don't know I just I love Instagram I love I and I think I love it because like TikTok videos are on Instagram sometimes and Mm -hmm. I, I love those dang videos they're so funny. TikTok
1: is everywhere because even on Twitter I see tons of TikTok videos every day.
0: Yeah, and it's like one less app that I need to open and scroll through, and I like that mm-hmm. it's all there. Yeah, because doesn't it start to feel like work after a while? Where you're like, I checked Twitter,
1: I checked Instagram, and I have to check yeah. Facebook, and I have to check and this And it's line. like,
0: and then I'm like, oh my god, did I forget to check like uh like an app? You know, and like I'm scrolling through all of them. But then it's like, like you not have up. to check it. Like sometimes yeah. we
1: act like it's our job to check it. Like you're not getting paid for that. Stop yeah. it. Put the phone down, go read the yeah. book.
0: <laughs> but yeah, the only one that I do check frequently that I'm on is Instagram. Everything else, it's like yeah. whatever. Yeah, yep. Uh, Twitter will only be for my horoscopes. I only have one friend that sends me Snapchats, and oh, that's yeah,
1: you still have Snapchat. I feel like, yeah, yeah like not a lot of people I are have still it. On Snapchat, and
0: that I only, I literally only have one friend that sends me Snapchats, and I'll open hers. And then Facebook, I'm finally weaning off that. And now it's just Instagram. You know what I did find, though, through my experience
1: of, you know, like I said, like I don't have social media now, but obviously it took years to get there because for years I was on and off of these platforms. Like Instagram has been the one that I've been off of the longest, actually, probably about. I think it would be safe to say, like, three or four years Mm -hmm. that I've not had an Instagram. Um, And that's been great. I love that. And I think Uh, that's so
0: good. Because I think the fact that you, like, started, like, four years ago is probably a lot easier, you know, then than trying to do it now. But Because, you know, it has... Instagram four years ago to what it is now is so much more advanced yeah. that I can't even imagine not having Instagram because of, like, how deep I'm in, you know? Well, it's also why I ask you dumb questions about things on Instagram because,
1: like, (laughs) like, I was like, how do you share? Like, I sound like a fucking 50-year-old when I ask you these questions. But it's also because, like, I haven't been on Instagram for so many years, like, when I last had Instagram, there was no stories. There was yeah. no, like, like you said, it definitely has changed a lot over the past few years. um, So I don't know what the fuck is going on on Instagram. And I honestly, I don't want to get into deep into it. You know, like you just <laughs> said, you are like, I just don't want to be involved in it um, yeah. that much. But yeah, it was a process of so many years because you know there, there were times I even deleted Twitter and I didn't have Twitter for a while and then I'd create a new one and the same with um Instagram like it didn't happen overnight where I just like deleted my Instagram and forgot about it for the rest of my life it's, it's always tempting because everyone has social media so there's days where you're like damn I feel so left out yeah and it can feel shitty and I still sometimes feel that way but at the end of the day I've just chosen that like For my own mental health, this is the boundary that I've made. And, like, now I'm cool with it. It takes a while to get used to, like I said. But for me, personally, there's more pros to not having it than there are cons. Um, And Snapchat was another one that I got rid of years and years and years ago. And then when my family was having a big get-together in 2016... And um, I wanted to go back on Snapchat because um, all my family from New York were going to be coming to Florida. And it was our my grandparents' 50th anniversary. So we were having a big celebration. And I wanted to go back on Snapchat to show my family off, basically. I wanted everyone to see, like, how beautiful my family was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I got sucked back into it for, like, another year or two or a few years after that but then I got rid of it again
0: but yeah it definitely
1: took a while before I was able to like put them down for good mm-hmm. you know so I'm glad yeah. that I started when I did because I feel yeah. like I'm healthier for it at 25 now instead of being all like invested in it in that way
0: yeah no, I feel you and I honestly I feel like social media will always be part of my life but if I could yeah. just have it limited I think that would
1: is yeah i think be yeah if, as long as you everyone has to create the boundaries that are comfortable for them so that's my wish for everybody is making intentional boundaries you know your boundaries are going to look different than mine i ha- i feel like i have no self-control so i i took them out of my life completely but that's what's right for me
0: mm-hmm. but you know it's
1: obviously not going to be right for everybody yeah yeah, Manny and I are like the old couple because neither one of us have it. social media. Oh my god. Like, I know it's
0: so funny. We I know. I love
1: god. that about us. You know why yeah. I love that about us? Because I have friends that will come to me like, oh my god, me and my boyfriend had this argument about social media and he doesn't post me and da 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 and I saw this comment and <laughs> I saw that comment and I'm like you know what it's one less thing for me and Manny to argue about so yeah.
0: I'm grateful for it. Yeah definitely <sighs>
1: definitely is there anything else you want to talk about today
0: no I think we covered a lot of topics we did cover
1: a lot. This was this is definitely a good episode and All right, honey. You have a great night.
0: You too. Bye. Love you. Love you. Bye. Mm -hmm. Bye. Bye.